Did you ever have like a? Do you have a favorite New Year's resolution? I don't think I have ever actively done like a New Year's resolution. Really? Yeah, I don't think I don't. I like if I have, I, I honestly don't remember it. I don't remember ever being so like. So you're not the New Year's resolution type. No, 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 no. I'm not. I mean, I if I was, it's I'm not anymore. You know, I think I'd have to agree with you. I, like, I'm thinking back now, and I'm like, I don't really have a memory of a... Like, I don't have a memory of a resolution that I, like, failed hard in, or that I ever... I just have that kind of a... You know, I'm more of a... You know, you're very irresolute. <laughs> I just... You know, I just live life. Yeah. That's, that's all. You, you know, I just got a plan, and, you know... Uh, schedule and boundaries. And, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I like. So, New Year's resolutions are, I think, good, or at least have the potential for being good. But I think they're just such bizarrely timed. Th- it's it's such a secular timing. I think because New Year's is the solemnity of Mary. And it is the eighth day in the octave of Christmas. So they were talking like high party days for eight days. And, and New Year's is the last of those eight days. So you shouldn't Which be... people tend to party pretty hard on that last day. Well, I feel like a lot of people are like, it's like, that's what New Year's Eve is. And then starting tomorrow, whatever. Maybe people, maybe right. Maybe January 2nd is when people start their New Year's resolution. I don't know. Um, but like... Well, I think most New Year's resolutions are more like... Once I go back to work, or go to the gym. Right. So they're not gonna. Go, the gyms are closed on New Year's Day. That's or true. I'm not gonna drink alcohol, which most of their alcohol is being consumed the night before. Yeah, that might be a helpful thing um, for them. Or like I said, a lot of people take at least the month of January as a dry month. Wow, in Chicago. Yeah. Really. Yeah, you never heard of that. I mean, I just don't see it. But I believe you. Like, yeah, I've had a number of my friends like they'll take the month of January as a only only January, but they'll they'll make it a dry month because they felt they overindulged during the Christmas, New Year's, Thanksgiving. See, and again, so that, that's my so my thing is like I just don't I think that's just this kind of secular calendar again because that month of January is not a, a month of indulgence, but it's also you are continuing. Well, December was the month of indulgence, so now they're right because they didn't live Advent, right? They indulged in Advent as opposed well, fair to fair enough. Yeah, you know, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. like really, January is the continuation of the the old Christmas season started at Christmas and went to Candlemas. Sure. So, like, it's this whole, and it's it's an anticipation. It's a celebratory season, and man, if we ever need a time to celebrate, it's those dreary, short, cold January days, right? Like, Except for those of us doing Exodus 90. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> that does start early. But I'm just saying, like, the, like the Catholic... But I get what you're saying. But the Catholic calendar, like, that's that's like a Lenten thing, right? Like, And that comes quick enough, right? Yeah. But your Lent is coming. Um, but, but then we also don't want to view Lent... You know, it's, hard, it's always hard to marry together the secular and the religious, right? It's because... At least a, a popular homily of mine as we get ready for Lent is don't make your Lenten penance your failed New Year's resolution, right? The, right. Because the resolutions generally 
are about your health, whether that's mental health or your physical health. It's about losing weight or cutting out a particular vice that you may take part in a little too much. Um, it, it's the, the New Year's resolution is all about me, whereas penance is about me suffering with Jesus so that I become a better person and the saint that the Lord's calling me to be. So I become a better disciple. Yeah. So I don't like the... So I try to warn people against bringing that New Year's mindset of it's only about me into Lent because the Lenten penance is meant to strengthen your relationship with the Lord, not just to give you a nice beach body or to cut caffeine out of your system or stop smoking. Yep. Fair enough. Yeah. All right, people. We should probably introduce a podcast. Let's do that. I'm Father Dominic. I'm Paul Manier. And this is Ed Talks, where we hope to inspire saints who will inspire saints to build the kingdom of God. Amen. And we're still in the Christmas season. We are. Now, you brought up a really big word to those that may be listening that don't know a whole lot about the faith. Oh. Candlemas. Candlemas. What is Candlemas? Well, one cool thing about Candlemas, my dear listeners, is... It is the day to get your candles blessed. It is, hence the name Candle Mess. And it is directly tied, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, to the presentation of our Lord. It the is temple. actually the Feast of the Presentation of the Lord. Right. So, Nicknamed Candlemas. Nick, nicknamed Candlemas because traditionally it is the day on which people bring candles to church to be blessed. And those are the candles that you will light in your home for the rest of the year. Uh, we don't have a huge candle lighting culture anymore in our homes uh in churches we do especially saint ed's it's awesome that we actually light real candles here um but my grandma this is a cool thing so my grandma every time any one of her her descendants her children her grandchildren great-grandchildren were en route to her to come see her they'd say oh grandma i'm leaving she would light a candle and all of her candles were specially blessed on candles. She had a stack of candles for the year that were blessed on candles. And she would light a candle and she said, when you get in, if I'm asleep, you come in, you snuff, you blow the candle out. If I'm awake, and she was usually awake, she would not go to sleep. She would sit in her little chair and just she wait. She left a candle lit. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a different time. <laughs> Uh, so but it was really cool that was a cool thing the idea of like lighting a candle it is really cool for for travelers and then then she would like say oh well i'm gonna i'm gonna send my guardian angel to be with you and your guardian angel god bless grandma ah grandma yeah god bless god love her what a what a great lady but but yeah so cannabis cannabis day is 40 days after christmas so the cool thing about the church calendar and this is the other thing to remember too is that the church is filled with fasts and feasts. Amen. And if you if you get into the church calendar, it is such a healthy way to live life because there are the the year is peppered with feast days, peppered with these days of celebration and days when we we let loose and we enjoy each other's company and we enjoy the fruits of this earth and the fruits of our labor, right? But there's also days peppered throughout the calendar where we intentionally like you said not because we're trying to get a good beach pod but because we recognize that life is not all sunshine and roses and we need to practice self-denial we need to practice we need to unite our small sufferings to the big suffering of christ on the cross and it's redemptive and it's restorative 
and it's rejuvenating. And so I recommend for a New Year's resolution, buy a Catholic calendar and really look up like what are some fast days, what are some feast days, and start celebrating them. Because it's cool, and, and you'll notice this pattern. We may still have Catholic calendars in church that we give away for free. They are the they hottest go, commodity. They go quick. They do go quick, so they may not, you know, this podcast is coming out the first week of January, so they, they may be gone, but you might be lucky and find one. Ken, Ken brings from Tolly. Ken brings... They're donated from our local undertaker, Tolly and, Funeral Home. Yeah, and Ken is just an awesome guy, and he brings in... He's got a piecemeal. Yeah, yeah. He brings them in big chunks at a time every Sunday, and you see, like these people will leave like five of them. I'm like, how many calendars? Oh, do seriously, you, yeah. How many do yeah. you need? They take them by the handful. Like, what? Uh, how, it's for my neighbor. How it's many like, neighbors you got? Tell yeah, them to come to church. Yeah, calendar in your bathroom. What's going on? You want a calendar? You come to see Jesus yes. for that calendar. That's right. Yeah, I, yeah. Unbelievable. You. So candle mass. Uh, so yeah, the, the you're right. The feasts are always longer than the fast. Um, even in the Easter season, the Easter season is longer than the season of Lent. Fifty days compared to forty, uh, which is hard to remember when we're in the midst of Exodus ninety. Yeah, why is that ninety? You know what? That Easter. might be something else for us to talk about. Because uh, I think this podcast will come out before Exodus ninety begins. Yeah, gentlemen. What? Yeah, let's... Man up. Paul, what is Exodus 90? Exodus 90 is a really cool way for for adult men to to grow in faith and grow in holiness. And I, I think it's... But it's not just about the man himself. It's about his relationships with his fellow brother, Christian brothers and sisters specifically brothers within this little group of this little fraternity that's formed, but also his relationships as a, as a husband, if he's married as a priest, if he's a priest as a, as a son, because we're all sons, um, as a father, if he's a father, as a, as a sibling, um, it, it's something that, that attempts to carve away in a very real and meaningful way. Those distractions of modernity that keep us, so well these distractions keep us from being the person we are meant to be being the person we were created to be and so because it focuses on fraternity um i was about to go to the knights of columbus about patriotism (laughs) (laughs) fraternity asceticism and prayer so we're you know it's it's an intense period of 90 days where men are gathering into little fraternities so here at st ed's we'll have a at least one. I think we might end up having two different fraternities this year because I, I there are a good number of men that are going to join us this year. But in the past, we've had one fraternity. We meet every week, um, and there's there is a daily prayer routine. And then at, in our weekly meetings, we talk about the graces, the struggles we've we've had for that particular week in our prayer and in in the the penances and the fasting that we're doing. Um, and then we build each other up and support each other. Um, so that so that's the the fraternity part. So we're growing in, in fraternity and friendship with other other Catholic men, um, even non Catholic men. We had uh, Dwight mm-hmm. last yep. year, Christian guy, awesome dude. Um, he joined us, uh, and then the prayer. So there is a daily prayer routine. There's other prayers that we're invited to do. There's a weekly or weekly. There's a daily reading uh, from Exodus, the book of Exodus. As uh, we we kind of walk through the book of Exodus uh, throughout the uh, the ninety days. And then the asceticism. The asceticism is 
is like we were just talking about with uh, penance and fasting is meant to unite us to Christ in his own suffering so that we can become better disciples of Jesus. The asceticism is a way of, of entering into that poverty and that, that suffering with Christ so that we can focus more on, am I becoming Jesus or am I just continuing to be, you know, Dominic, right? But it's not, it's not about me. It's about dying to myself and becoming Jesus Christ. And the asceticism helps us with that. So what are some of the aesthetical practices that we do in Exodus 90, Paul? So the one... This might be what turns you off. This is why we got to tell you to man up. Yeah, man up. so this is... And, and for all of the ladies, all the women listening, this is not something that is only possible for men. That's not the point. But the, the nature, I think, of the ascetic practices are geared towards men. And... I guarantee you, I'm I'm not a woman, so I, I I don't know what the groups are that are out there that are similar, like a, a kind of similar in nature to Exodus, but for women. Like a fiat, I think there's one called Fiat Night. Yeah, I think that's so, a women's group one. So, but anyway, we'll we'll look it up, maybe post it in the show notes. Um, there's but, a woman out there who wants to start a Fiat Ninety group. You're yeah, born. bring it. Let's do it because it's awesome. But for the for the men, the one that is the biggest hang up for everyone which is funny because it ends up being not a not big, a big deal, deal is the cold showers yeah so daily cold da- yeah you take a cold shower um, and that is I don't think anyone has ever been like dude I've actually I, I look for actually no Dwight Dwight did say he's like Gen- boys I kind of like my cold showers now and I'm like dude Good for you. Yeah, good for him. Uh, I don't. It, it ends up not being a big deal. You are right, but I still don't look forward to them. Oh, they're all. still rough. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it doesn't. Cold showers end up being the thing that I skip on Sunday because you're allowed to give up one of the aesthetical practices on Sunday. Yeah, only one, and it tends to be cold showers for me. So it's like so cold showers is, is one of the aesthetic practices. Um, another one is no eating between meals. You get three meals. Snacking. You get three meals. You, you get your breakfast, you get your lunch, you get your dinner. We That's fast on Wednesdays and Fridays. Fasting one meal. on Wednesday and Friday, which is, you know, the, the, the Catholic fasting is all that you're expected to do. You can go beyond that, but the Catholic fast is an, as a lightweight, wussy fast. I yeah. mean, it's like you can have... You can have two, two small meals. Two small meals that don't equal one meal yeah. put together, and then you still get a regular size meal. Like, that's not fasting. Yeah, right. I mean, please. Our Muslim friends are like, dude, you that's guys nothing. are lame. Um, so anyway, so you fast on Wednesdays yeah, and exercise Fridays. Exercise three days a week. Exercise. Uh, yeah, regu- I think that they just say a regular exercise regimen. I don't think that they really put any parameters on it. Oh, fair enough. Um, but yeah, there's that. Uh, there's You fast from television. Uh, all screens. All screens. Uh, obviously, for oh, yeah, work, yeah. work and communication is different. Yeah, no but, TV. Um, yeah, you're, you're not going to... No s- unnecessary phone usage. Right. Those are... Um, those can be tough, no, no social media. And then you cut out other things like no sugary beverages, um, no alcohol. No alcohol, um, yeah. Things like that. So these are the... I think these are the kind of the, the main ones. I'm trying to think of my, my forgetting... We hit the big ones. Well, there's other ones, you know, different people are going to have different things. I don't play video games. I used to. I oh, yeah, there's no video games. But there's no video games, so that's hard for some people um, if that's something that you really love. Um, the, uh, so, and like screens includes sports. Um, right. 
So we don't the Super do that. Super Bowl Sunday falls with it. Well, on Sunday you're allowed to give up one. Yeah, and the other thing is, is like when there are big events in your life, you can bring these things we'll to the fraternity it, and say, "Hey, guys." Like for example, that one one year I went, my brother had his bachelor party. Correct. And I was like, "Hey, I'm going to be at my bachelor party. What what do you guys think is fair? Like, what should I? What are the limits I should set?" And so you just discuss it, and then you just say, "Okay, cool, thanks," and then right. you you go for it. Right. Um, and nobody's perfect. Like, it's not nope. like anyone says, oh, 90 days, I did every single thing absolutely perfectly. That's not the point. Um, the point is to strive for it yeah. and to start. And then we support each other and build each other up. And... Yeah, and you peel away these things that, that seem so necessary. So men of St. Edward, come join us for Exodus 90. Oh, the challenge is laid. We start January 9th. January 9th is the official start date, and it ends on Easter Sunday. So it's... The 90 days leading up to Easter Sunday. And then on Easter Sunday, we pig out. Uh, <laughs> That's not true. It's not true. It's not true. But we do. But you will never celebrate the resurrection quite like you do after Exodus 90. Oh, yeah. When you pop that beer or drink that scotch or take a hot, hot shower. Yeah. Although, um, although the first year I did Exodus, my I was talking to my grandma. She's like, well, how was, how was the hot shower? And I was like, you know... It was too hot. I didn't even enjoy it. Like it was like I was ah, it's so hot on my Burning. precious skin. It was so used to these cold showers. So anyway, um, but the, like I, I was on my phone earlier because I was pulling up this amazing quote from Saint Ignatius that I heard recently. Saint Ignatius Loyola. Loyola. Oh, Loyola. Loyola. Nice. Okay. Um, and it's awesome. He says there is no better wood for feeding the fire of God's love. Than the wood of the cross. Amen. And he said, if God sends you many sufferings, it is a sign that he has great plans for you and certainly wants to make you a saint. So he says, it's not that we seek out suffering, but suffering is going to come to us, right? There's no life void of suffering. Suffering is a part of life. And so how do we accept that? And like if he himself embraced suffering, it ennobles it. And so this is just kind of like a way to prepare ourselves, I think, for the suffering that inevitably is going to come so that we can face it with dignity, we can face it with grace, and we can face it without freaking out, running away with our tail between our legs, crying. Amen. So I think Exodus is awesome. I think you should join us. Join us. Um, And if you're a, a, a lady, I think you should look into finding... I'm pretty sure it's called Fiat 90. Cool. Yeah, we'll check it out. Sure. Uh, yeah, Val, Val, yes. Val says yes. What's our time here? Um, it's like, oh, it's 20 minutes, but I did want you to say if you could, you, if you could speak to um, any other testimonies. Like, can you think of what someone said in the past with like, this experience? Because I think that would be oh, helpful yeah. for listeners to also hear. Or just maybe speaking a little bit more on your own experience because I you didn't yeah. touch too much upon that. Okay. So one of our former fraternity brothers, Jack, Jack Ward. Um, so one of the things that the Exodus encourages you to do is to get out and just be present and grateful for the beauty and the magnificence of God's creation. So we would meet and go for walks. Like it would be six, eight inches of snow and we'd go to, you know, Labal Woods and we'd just walk around by the river and trudge through the snow and just talk, you know. 
And uh, it was cool. Those were cool walks. And Jack was telling us on one of them, because another one that they do is they, they really hone in on forgiveness hmm. and asking for forgiveness and mending relationships. And he said that he was praying on it and was just like, I, I don't know. I don't know who I need to reach out to. And then he, this name came to his head. And he was like, dude, I hadn't thought about this guy in years. But when I thought about it, we ended in this just volatile, confrontational exchange of communication. I don't remember if it was phone or email. And just hadn't spoken since. And this was someone that he at one point was pretty close with. He said, so I did. I just reached out and I just said, hey, man, I'm, I'm sorry that this happened and I, I feel bad about the way that I behaved and the way that I communicated and uh, I forgive you and I, I harbor no grudges or anything and I just ask you to forgive me too. And he said, it was cool and it was this liberating moment and he said, he, it wasn't even something that he consciously thought of, but he said, when I did it, and this burden was lifted. And it's just a cool thing that this pro it's a, it's kind of an example of what, what a this beautiful program, fruit of, of the program. Yeah. 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 And so it, and, and the other thing is it can go sideways too. Like if you turn it into something that's about you, like right. you turn it into some sort of weird endurance test, or something like, how much can I do? And you lose sight of the fact that it's all based on making your relationships better. Right. That I remember Vince said that last year. He said he was doing it wrong, and it was actually putting strain on his marriage. And he was like, whoa. And then he said, I had to back off, talk to my wife, and he and Sarah like had this amazing conversation and it reoriented the way that he worked. And then I was like, I have to retell that story without using either of their names. Okay. Because they actually listen. <laughs> so this one guy, one of our brothers, told us that when he was starting Exodus for the first time, that he was focused on himself and challenging himself mm-hmm. to do all the right things. And he was getting angry about things that he was falling short on and was pushing everything to the side just so he could tick off the boxes. And it was actually hurting his relationship with his wife and his kids and his wife called him out on it and he ended up having this great conversation with her and through that conversation was able to reorient how he approached Exodus and then after that moving forward it became this blessing for his family Amen. and he brought the wife and the kids in and it, it is all about those relationships it's it's helping us focus on Yes, building relationships in the fraternity, which is very important, but then also it, it overflows that into our other relationships, whether we're, we're married or whatever vocation that, that we're called to. Um, you know, I felt that it, it helped me live out my priesthood better after the first 90 days, and it helped me to to refocus on, on my own prayer life, especially during, you know, this is now, it's now you know, working for the church. These are, you know, from about... Thanksgiving through uh, we crown our Blessed Mother in May. These are busy weeks and months in in a parish. Um, And so coming right off of Christmas into early January, it's kind of a little lull. 
where we get a little normalcy before Lent picks up. But then starting in this Exodus 90, you know, for me as a priest, you know, coming off all the exhaustion of of Christmas and New Year's and, and after finishing up everything we did in Advent, you know, like the prayer life can get pretty stagnant um, or get forgotten altogether because you're just tired. But then Exodus kind of re-engages me into, nope, this is, this is just, this is the most important thing I, I do in my day is pray. Um, whether it's offering the sacraments in my prayer or my actual daily prayer, um, the prayer is, the most important thing I do, and it just for me as a priest, it helps to reorient me and into my relationships and and what I'm called to do. Yeah, you know. And then, and then the one other testimony I remember last year, one of our guys, one of the brothers in our fraternity, he was saying that he just had he often struggled with discontent mm-hmm. and just feeling as though, you know, oh, what about if this was better or if that was better? And he said there were, he had a moment. Through Exodus and through the the reflection and the the increase in prayer and just the, the community of just talking of of gratitude, and he just stopped and he just said whoa and he just felt this overwhelming sense mm. of gratitude to God, Amen. and he said wow look at the blessings I have, and I think that that is something that by clearing away especially social media where you're not oh, seeing it's everybody the best part else. part of Exodus 90. Right, where you're not best seeing these, these, cult, these highly bonsaied views of everyone's life that are, that are fake yeah. and then saying, well, that person's life is better than me and that, but there's no one's yeah. life who isn't, who isn't better than mine. That's my favorite aesthetical practice of the whole thing is giving up social media. Yeah. That's my favorite one. It just, it really, it, it clears your mind of these negative. And now that we have a social media person, I'll actually be able to really, like, fully give it up. <laughs> it's going to be. It'll be even better. Because last year I'd have to, I'd have to go out to post stuff. Um, so, woo Another win for Val. There you go. So that's it. So join us. And if you Amen. can't join us in Exodus, do something like that for Lent. Start thinking about it. Start yeah. planning. Make a plan. Do a mini Exodus during Lent. Um, if you're or man a, up and join us, or mostly man up and join us. But if you're a, a woman listener, then look into find the Fiat ninety program, Fiat ninety, or, or just find a group of like-minded Catholic women and say, hey, let's get together and let's give some stuff up and hold ourselves accountable and, and pray together and and meet together and make some friendships and and inspire others to be saints to build the kingdom of God. Wait, what's that from? Our tagline, oh, our mission anymore. statement. Oh. I'm Father Dominic. I'm Paul And this is Ed Talks, where we hope to inspire saints who will inspire saints to build the kingdom of God. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Okay. Um, can we do a podcast cover photo? Yes, ma'am.